Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Dating is hard and it's hard for everyone, but are you someone who attracts the wrong type of person over and over again? Are you the type who often finds yourself in tears after trusting yet another toxic person with your heart? And if you constantly find yourself claiming that your single status is due to the lack of good men or good women out there, then it is time to reevaluate why that may be. So here's the thing that happens. You either may place blame on the opposite sex for their inability to commit, or you go inward and you blame yourself for being weak or not smart enough to have seen it coming. But it's not about blaming. It's about looking at your stuff, so to speak, your behavior that results in you dating one bad bad boy or heartbreaker after another. But whatever the case is, you're starting to realize there's a reoccurring theme for you and the people that you're attracting. And the difficulty is, is that none of us would choose to become involved with, quote unquote, a bad boy, right? I mean, we often find ourselves in relationships with one after another without knowing why. And then that's when the blame sets in. But what if I told you that there's actually a scientific reason why we enter into relationships with the same kind of people over and over again, even though we know they're bad for us and all we want to be is loved. It comes down to something basic in human nature, and we all have this in common. It's called the familiarity principle. And studies have shown that we are all attracted to what is familiar to us. And so the repeated exposure to certain people will increase our attraction towards them. I know that sounds crazy, but it's, it's a subconscious process and we're not even aware of it or have that awareness of making a choice. So, you know, we'll be in a situation and it somehow feels right because it's a known entity. And we may even consider that situation or that person safe because it's known to you. And Here's the thing, like, let's say you are a woman who grew up with an alcoholic father, say, and you will tend to be attracted to men who are either addicts or alcoholics, not because you find them attractive, like, oh, cool, there's an alcoholic, I am really smoking hot for you. But it's just because there's something about them, their behavior that's just familiar, So the question then becomes, well, what do we do about it? Not, you know, you don't want to continue being in this pattern that's just maddening. It's becoming aware of the patterns in your relationship so that you'll be able to see exactly what you are attracted to and not blaming yourself. You can't control what you're not aware of. So just developing that awareness obviously is the first step. And you can't change the environment and the douchebags that surround us. However, you do have the ability to change the things you do, the choices, the way you react, or removing yourself some sometimes of the situation. Like I worked with this woman once, and it was it, it, so interesting, and she didn't even realize this. After I took her history, she was telling me about her family dynamics and the patterns that she was in. And she was so miserable at work. And when she was describing her work environment, 
it replicated identically to her family system. And I brought that to her attention. I said, do you realize your boss is your mom, right? Your coworkers, your dad. And like, we, we almost like cast everybody and it just dawned on her. She's like, oh my gosh, no wonder, no wonder I'm so miserable. So I literally helped her remove herself from that environment, get another job and instantly her life changed in so many ways. So even just changing one thing, one pattern in your life can be a catalyst to the bigger change. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about today with a woman who is attracting all the wrong guys. She has no problem, no problem attracting guys. And this woman's smoking hot anyway. Um, but she is just not sure how and where to seek the right ones. So welcome, Maria. Are you there? Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. It's so good, first of all, to talk to you. And obviously you're a little nearer and dear to my heart. You want to just introduce yourself and, and obviously we've worked together a little bit, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had a really, excuse me, a really effective, impactful, uh, couple of sessions together about, I want to say four, three years ago now, three to four years ago. Um, and a lot of the insights that you had for me really helped how I see myself and how I interact with other people. Um, and I've always wanted to dive deeper into that mm-hmm. and really see, you know, where more work with you would, would be able to take me. Um, where I was at the time when we first met and the reason I came to you was I was going on eight years single. Um, and like completely single, like the longest relationship I had was like, you know, two months of not even an actual relationship, but just two months infatuation <laughs> and then complete, you know, a lack of interest immediately after on my part, you know, just like, what was I thinking with this guy? Right. Um, I was having a really hard time connecting with people and creating bonds and forming attachments. And I didn't know why, because prior to that, I had been a serial monogamist. Um, and the relationship I had been in just before that was four and a half really intense, wonderful years, the best years of my life. When I ended that relationship, I did it um, not because relationships were tough for me and not because I was being traumatized or hurt in any way. I just knew that ultimately I was seeking something else for the long term. Um, so I really was shocked that I was now this chronically single person and I was getting really scared. Um, and so that's why I came to you. And we did an in-person meeting and we went out and interacted with people and we had a great conversation. You really understood the unique perspective of where I was coming from and mm-hmm. what I was bringing to the table. And I loved that because so many people just, you know, take, think people are cookie cutters and take one size fits all advice. And I... Wait, can I interrupt you I for really a second? Fa- huh? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember that moment? Because I think this this is a good thing to extract. That moment when that guy was checking you out and then he came yes. over. <laughs> Wait, you have crazy. to tell that story. <laughs> it's a great story. I, I okay. feel like that was that moment, you know, where there's like, you know, where it the was, record stops yeah. and, and, and the spotlight like hit you. It was like, that was your moment that you, that it all kind of clicked. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. And I still don't know exactly how that happened. I do. Um, I do. Well, you tell your, <laughs> wait, you tell your perspective because this is really interesting, actually, and what happened. Okay. And I'm okay. Tell what I saw. 
Sure. Okay. Yeah, I guess I've always been pretty confident, but then when it comes to flirting for whatever reasons with people I'm actually interested in, that's when I become less confident and more introverted. So you had me work on that. And we went to this really lovely um, house party in um, a, a beautiful neighborhood in the Palisades. And we walked in and you had me focus on being talkative and charming and flirty, you know, innocently flirty with everyone. Yes. And it's funny because I can do that when I'm working. I'm in sales. This mm-hmm. is what I do. But when it's for me, <laughs> I suddenly clam up. And so you had us talking with, you know, some people up at the side of the party. And I was picking up all these great conversation techniques from you. And exactly what you said would happen if we did that happened, which was everybody started gravitating towards us because mm-hmm. we were the welcome, opening, interesting, positive people. And I went to go make a phone call off in a hidden corner of the house. <laughs> and this guy basically is a really cute guy, <laughs> amazingly cute guy, totally my type, uh-huh. um, basically followed me over there and like somewhat awkwardly, you know, introduced himself to me. And we ended up talking for the rest of the party and he ended up asking for my number. And um, I live in San Francisco, but he said he was coming up soon. Um, and that was a really unique experience for me because as I had been telling you before, I feel like if that ever happens when I'm out, it happens to my friends and the guys aren't approaching me. (laughs) And wait, by the way, I want to put a little like disclaimer on this. No, I did not plant him. I didn't tell him to do this because I can hear people say, oh, well, this is a party. She kind of set this up. No, I didn't even know him. He had no idea who you were. Yeah. I, I became you, friends with him on no social idea who, media. He's not connected to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not at all. No. Um, but he, what was, so from my perspective, what I saw, because I remember how cute you looked that day. And you, you remember we're talking about just like embracing your femininity. And I just remember you looking smoking hot sitting by the pool. Do you remember that? Like we, there was a, a I that, didn't feel smoking hot sitting by the pool. <laughs> you look smoking I remember hot. You there. look like a friggin' <laughs> goddess. Okay. And so that's, again, we never see ourselves as others do, but obviously he saw the same thing I did because I remember him checking you out and he was kind of circling. It was like, like a bird yeah. just kind of circling <laughs> and hovering. <laughs> I was like, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so when I left the building, you know, to go to the, the bathroom, that's when he, when he came down from <laughs> from the sky and uh, yeah. made his move, so that was awesome. But anyway, yeah, I think that does relate a little bit to like you know your journey and how how you got here. So that was then, right? And what has happened mm-hmm. since, and and what you know? Oh gosh, yeah, so with. much. Yeah. So after that, very shortly after that, actually. Um, I started using all your techniques and really feeling like I could better control, you know, whether or not people were approaching me Mm -hmm. and, um, I was having fun with that. And almost immediately I started dating somebody and (laughs) it was, it was good. I was really happy I did it, but it wasn't an actual good match for me. You know, Mm. it was, oh my God, here's a good guy and he likes me. I should go for this. And I had been single for so long and, you know, I'm in my mid thirties at this point, I'm like really starting to hear the clock tick and I'm thinking this is the, you know, a good opportunity. I should not let it go by. So 
we dated for a little bit over a year. It was very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't regret it, but at the same time, I remember thinking many times, like, should I really stop and date this guy or should I keep exploring mm-hmm. this, you know, these new skills and confidence that I have and see where it takes me. And now I know that the reason I was having that doubt was because I should have kept exploring. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't an actual good fit for me. Um, but we we broke up about a year after we got together. And now that has been a year and a half. So I've been single again for a year and a half. And I feel like I blink and other people move on. And to me, it feels uh-huh. like it's been three or four days. Like not emotionally, I'm completely over him. I just don't understand how other people had the time to go out, meet somebody, fall in love. And meanwhile, I I basically consider myself single for nine years now because um, mm-hmm. I don't really count that relationship, honestly. It was so false on my part. Um, and in the time that I have been single, I know other people that have gotten married, had a kid, gotten divorced, and gotten remarried. Mm. I haven't even had one real relationship in that time. <laughs> it's like so, every and, yeah. time is moving around you and you're just standing still. Yes, I'm standing still. And mm-hmm. thankfully I'm not in a bad place about that right now because I have so much on my mind. Um, I'm also, I've been unemployed for about eight months. I'm looking to make a career change. I'm evaluating massive, massive life change life changes. Um, and, uh, my mother's sick. And so I've moved home to help take care of her and take that on. So I'm not even in a place where I can imagine dating right now, honestly, which is new for me. I've always been obsessed with finding love. And, um, right now I think probably my biggest worry is that I think I won't put any effort into it and then I'll blink and I'll be 45 and, you know, I still won't have dated anybody. Ah, okay. So what is it that you want right now? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so many things, Kim. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I want a lot of things, but when I think about where I am right now, there are still certain patterns that have been going on in my life for even longer than 10 years mm-hmm. um, that are true regardless of the circumstance that I would really like to address because I think maybe that could help yes. me. And, um, yes, yes. Yeah, those are a lot of directions. Um, but, you know, one of those is just why is it taking me so long to connect with people? Um, I think, um, you know, you talk about it a lot, you know, don't be afraid to flirt. It's this innocent, you know, it, it's not the intention to have sex with somebody. It's not a right. promise that you're going to date them. It's just innocently, you know, uh, expressing interest as if. Right. And I have a hard time doing that for a lot of reasons. And I think that might be also keeping me from even considering guys that I'm meeting because I just go in friends first mentality for some reason. And it takes me a really long time mm-hmm. to start to go, oh, maybe this guy's a, a, a potential match. Um, mm. But even more than that, uh, I think another issue is that there are a lot of men in my life expressing interest. And I tend to date them because they're the ones that are around, but they're not actually what I'm looking for. And I I guess I want to know, should I change what I'm looking for? Or should I hold out for the right guy? And I think part of the reason I've been single for so long, because I've been holding out for the quote unquote right guy. Um, 
and maybe that type of guy isn't into me. And I would like to learn how to make that type of guy into me um, or else, you know, how to mm -hmm. accept the type of love that is being offered to me. Because um, it's actually the opposite of the bad boy issue. Mm -hmm. I am not surrounded by douchebags. Not mm -hmm. at all. I am mm -hmm. surrounded by charming, loving, dedicated men that almost unanimously, without any, you know, uh, any deviance here, they all tell me that they are attracted to me and love me because of how confident and radiant I am. And they love that mm. I can walk into a room and command attention and they wish they had that <laughs> confidence too. And I want the guy with the confidence. <laughs> ah, I don't want to be uh -huh. the strong, brave one that attracts mm -hmm. them, you know, and mm -hmm. I date them because they are sweeties. They're total sweeties. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a guy casually right now that literally takes my shoes off and massages my feet <laughs> when I go to see him. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is, no, this is, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. First of all, okay, I mean, I could hear, just see a lot of the girls just listening to your description of these horrible <laughs> guys that are wrong for you, massaging know, right? feet, saying, okay, I would die for that, right? <laughs> so first of uh -huh. all, what, what is wrong with these guys? Let's start there. What's wrong with them for you? Sure. I mean, what I'm looking for in somebody and... Mm -hmm. You know, not because it looks good on paper, but what actually draws me to people mm -hmm. is when they have an incredible amount of confidence and compassion at the same time. Um, and what attracts a lot of these guys to me is that they are generally pretty insecure. And usually that comes from, you know, a lifetime of valuable experiences that have made them really wonderful, compassionate, loving, considerate people. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't give them uh, the magnetism and charisma that I'm looking for because I like to see my partner and be inspired by them. Ah. And these people are not inspiring me. Um, so they have a little bit of yeah. like the beta energy we'll call it that. Absolutely. That yeah. Yeah. So then you feel like the alpha, you almost, it, it almost mm -hmm. makes you feel a little masculine in, in the presence. Absolutely. Which yeah. is that, 100%. yeah. And that, that's a, no, it's a dynamic that I see a lot. So, okay. Um, how do, how do their insecurities play out? Like, how do you know they're insecure and, and, and that, you know, kind of bugs you? Um, because the massaging of the feet it, I mean, sounds it, really good. I'm not going to lie. No. <laughs> right. That would be nice. That would be nice. Like if, if my alpha male was doing that, I would, and I have dated an alpha male that did that and I wanted to marry him on day one. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it's not that that's a problem. It's just, it's, um, it's, it's everything that goes with it. And it's the fact that, and, and sometimes, and this is the problem, I think usually Usually everything that goes with it, you know, the sweetness, the compassion, the shyness, typically, um, and then the interesting uh, hobbies that these people usually develop because maybe they like alone time or they mm -hmm. went off with the loners and created something new. They're usually very artistic as well. Um, all of those things usually also lead me to feel very maternal towards them. 
and I want to take care of their feelings and I want to make them feel good about themselves. And I want to, I want them to see how handsome they are and how wonderful they are and, you know, what great husbands they'll make someday. But I'm not really thinking like, oh, but I want to attach myself to you forever. You know, I want. (laughs) Maria, what was your role in your family growing up? Uh, it's a complicated one. I am a single child and I'm also the oldest sibling of half siblings. Mm-hmm. And what was your role? Like you describe a little oh, yeah, bit. I'm like the, yeah, I am, I would say I'm the caretaker mm-hmm. with everybody, including my parents, um, who are wonderful parents, but also I've always been like the emotionally strong, stable person who's able to withstand a lot of instability and, you know, fighting and tears and stuff like that. So you were that peacemaker too. You can't, you, it's like, yeah. you're, you're kind of the glue a little bit. Yeah. That keeps everything 100%. Together. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. Remember what I was talking about in the beginning, the familiarity principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These guys. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. <laughs> right. These guys are <laughs> Familiar to you, even though in the end you know that that's not what you really want. You want so, something that feels different. It's just it's a known entity to you. You you know you know this rodeo. You, you, it's so easy for you to attract these guys because you know exactly the behaviors that will attract them. Okay. Yeah. D- d- right. And so and and I think. I think you might be in a state, you know, how I always talk about almost like that recalibration kind of thing. Like you experienced one thing and then you came out, you know, when we worked together, kind of, you know, brought some of that out again in you. And now it's like, okay, well, how can you balance this out so that Mm -hmm. you're not giving yourself away where these guys need to earn more from you and so that they have to show up more for you. Like there, there needs to be a different energy in, in the beginning stages. Cause I think you're just, it seems like you're just falling into that just very familiar role that you're so good at. And that is, yeah, building and fixing and making people feel good and all of that. Yeah. And how do I do that? <laughs> so how do you do that? Right. And we're going to, we're going to crack this code in seven minutes. No, I, okay. Yay. I know. Woo. Okay. I do have some ideas. First of all, mm-hmm. where are you, where are you meeting these guys? Like the ones that are coming in the beta guys? Just everywhere in life through friends, okay. out at bars on my own, on mm-hmm. the street. Good. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't do, I, I, I've tried internet dating mm-hmm. for years and for me personally, it just does not work. So I've given that up a long time ago. Okay. Um, you know, I always say the first thing to do is just kind of shake things up, right? Like in, in terms mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. patterns, I mean, the, the other thing that I'm really hearing from you is that you're kind of in it, this really heavy um, serious state right now. Like there's a lot going on for you. And so Mm -hmm. you're taking care of your mom. You're looking for a job. You you know, like you said, you even said it, you're not even quite sure energetically you're ready for to date or be there, you know, and be present. Mm -hmm. So I I'm wondering too, that, 
because you don't have the energy to put into this right now, like into change, maybe some patterns and focus on this, you're just kind of doing what you know, cause it's so easy. So it, right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're, not, you're just yeah. kind of falling into those guys cause you can be almost half there and, and still attract them. I mean, I think that's, I think that's possibly accurate that I can be almost half there and still attract them. I think it's just, yes, my natural energy and what I do attracts them. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I am going out there in the hope of me, you know, I still am going out there, not often, but I am going out because I need an outlet and I'm very social. Yes. Um, and I would, I feel like if I knew the patterns and mm-hmm. the actions that I'm doing, that are specifically making me, I mean, what, what attracts an alpha male? How can I be a strong woman who still attracts a strong man? Right, right. So that's the question. Okay. So going back to just maybe doing some things different, like, you know, it sounds like you're doing a lot of different things, but I would just shake it up and maybe try um, different kinds of events. You know, I don't know, mm-hmm. I, it, you know, the organic stuff is great, you know, that's what I totally like preach and I love, but also, you know, maybe look for some more, um, sophisticated, maybe upper scale networking events, which also will help you with your whole business search as well. And Mm -hmm. surround yourself maybe, and put yourself into like a different environment where you, you know, like even like fancier things where you have to invest to go, you know, I don't know what's in your area and you can start researching, but I think that would kill two birds with one stone in terms of the business networking. And also maybe just putting yourself in front of different kinds of people who are in bigger positions and just like, you know, a different crowd kind of thing rather than like a pub or a bar because let's face it, that attracts different kinds of people, you know? So that's the first thing is just to maybe switch things up and where you're going. So that's A. B is what you're talking about is the approach and how you are when Mm -hmm. you're meeting these guys, okay? So when you meet these, these men, give me a little snapshot scenario of the typical, like the ones that you've attracted, the typical Mm -hmm. way that things went down. Did you approach them? Did they approach you? What was your body language? What was your conversation? Like a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll try. Um, I know it's hard because I'm not there. It's so hard. (laughs) Um, I guess there's like two scenarios. So there's the hanging out with my friends at a bar scenario, right? where usually a guy approaches, he is mm-hmm. somewhat direct, but, you know, being friendly with everybody. Um, I guess I'll say like this most recent interaction, yeah. um, the guy, I, I needed to go out to a bar cause I just needed, you know, a little bit of a social outlet. So went to a bar by myself, started talking to everybody like you recommend, just so I can be that fun, vivacious person. Yeah, and um, the, bar- the, the bartender actually bought me a drink and, you know, immediately nice. starts talking to me. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. um, was very chivalrous and, you know, asked if he could join me for another drink once he got off work. And I never see myself as flirting when these men, these types of men attra- um, approach me. I always think I'm just being a friendly person out having a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm never aware of being sexual or flirty. And they mm-hmm. always tell me, oh, yeah, like, you know, he said, oh, yeah, you walked in, you made a big, 
you know, a big impression the second you walked in. (laughs) And, you know, I told my friend immediately, like, I need to talk to her. And, um, you know, and I was like, oh, I just was having a frustrating day and needed a drink. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I was, when I, I guess that is one consistent thing is whenever um, the beta type guys um, approach me, Mm -hmm. I am completely shocked because I had no I had no idea of any sexual chemistry or energy or anything going on. Mm. Um, and I'm always taken by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the other type where I'm at, let's say a function or I'm networking for work, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, let's say more likely to meet an alpha type guy that I'm looking for. And right. I feel tons of men, especially when I'm in a work environment, because I do flirt for some reason when I'm working, I turn on that flirt. Um, tons of men approach me and are interested in me sexually. Absolutely tons of alpha men are interested in me sexually. Okay. All right. I have not really had any, yeah, I've not really had any be interested in me in a relationship or ask me on a date. Okay. So what's the typical conversation in these alphas? So I I mean, that, that's good to hear that it feels like an alpha guy to you. Like what is different about that alpha guy than like the beta ones, like in the, in that very initial part? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is so superficial that usually they're more physically imposing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh-huh. have big football type guys in suits or, uh-huh. you know, a nice outfit. Um, mm-hmm. Usually they're, quite arrogant because they've had life handed to them. So they're not afraid of anything. They haven't really experienced massive setbacks usually. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just are, um, you know, brave or they, you know, seem brave. They don't seem afraid to approach anybody. They are not Mm -hmm. quite soft-spoken and they are funny. I mean, they get Mm -hmm. me cracking up immediately. I love their candor and their, um, and their sense of humor. And so usually within minutes, you know, we are laughing it up and having a great time and they're introducing me to their friends. And it's always, I guess in this atmosphere, it's always work-related. And so that's usually what we're talking and then it slowly starts to go into the personal. Okay. Um, and almost every single man at these events, married, single, I mean, they're all hitting on me. And I think that's just true of work events in general. Um, especially high-powered ones. People are very yeah. sexually charged and it's their outlet. Right. And so what are you doing then? Like what's going on in your head? I'm being very what, sexual. You're being very <laughs> sexual. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I am knowledgeably very self-aware of flirting. And then you're saying, but those are the guys that end up just wanting kind of like maybe a one night stand or just like a fling with you. They're not the ones that are looking for the relationship with you. Yes. Okay. So given that, no, this is good. Like it, it's, it's kind of peeling away a little detective work, you know, that we're doing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, with events like that, you're right. It kind of has a different feel to it, you know, and, and people are there sometimes to let off steam. And, and if you're very sexual, like people may not be like looking in that way, like for a relationship, but if you're turning on the sexual card, like really, really high with them, 
maybe mm-hmm. they need to also see the other side of you, the relationship side of you, but not in a sense of, you know, like, does it ever get personal where you're just like kind of talking about real stuff, you know, like where there's more emotions? Are you keeping it more at the sexual, fun, laughy, charismatic level? I would say in general, I do try to bring in personal emotions quickly. Okay. Because that's also just good selling, getting your, you know, yeah, somebody to see you as a person. Um, and sympathize with you. So I do share a lot about my personal life. Maybe I'm not sharing it, you know, in a, I don't, you know, maybe I'm still sharing it in a very strong way with all my walls up. Um, I don't know how to do the doe-eyed damsel in distress thing. You know, I can either yeah. sob hysterically about something or be strong. Right, <laughs> right. So, okay, this is what I'm kind of chiseling away at is I think, and, and just because I, I happen to know you and I've seen you, mm-hmm. I think what's happening, and tell me if this feels right, With I think you're still learning how to be vulnerable. I think you're still learning what it means mm-hmm. to express your emotions and feelings that really allow people to feel you. And in efforts to do that, you go to and you play the sex card as the feeling card mm-hmm. rather than the more vulnerable kind of woman who is open to receiving and letting him kind of drive it and take care of you in different ways. And, you know, that can play out in different actions, you know, through the course of the interactions. Um, and I think, you know, cause you are strong. And, you know, maybe they're seeing you as either the sex buddy or just like a cool chick rather than, you know, rather than, wow, like this is a woman I could have a relationship with and share. She's, you know, like it's, it's more like the depth of it. I think you keep it a little bit at that guarded level and it's so much easier to make him feel good and, and go to the laughing and the sex and all that kind of thing. It's just, you know. Because you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Does that feel right? Like, does that seem like something? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I guess I just don't know. Oh, I don't know how to how? be the right type of vulnerable and how to show them. Yeah. And, I think they definitely right. see me as like the sex pot, not somebody they could have a kid with. Exactly. And I don't know how to balance that. Yeah. I think, you know, and again, obviously in like one call, we're not going to, you know, totally get it, but I think there's a couple of things and maybe just like some, some tricks in your bag that you can try. So I, I love that at least you're, you're experiencing some alpha males that, that you're, that intrigues you, you know, at least you're coming across mm-hmm. those guys. And when you do, this would be a good thing to think about, you know, it's think about, first of all, when you are turning into the sex kitten, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's great. I, I, I don't want you to turn that off because that, that is part of the flirtiness and you, you still want, you know, a little bit of that, but, but I also don't be afraid of pausing. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. of letting him drive some of the conversations and don't be afraid of letting him see a softer side of you. And that could be in ways of 
um, sharing some stories. It doesn't have to be, oh, let me tell you about my mother growing up now. Yeah. I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, personal, maybe personal moments that were really heartfelt for you. And again, not negative, I, because this is where a lot of people get confused upon, you know, interactions mm -hmm. and, and showing the vulnerabilities, but letting men- That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Letting men feel what you like, what your passions are, things that tickle you, things that um, cause that little emotion in you, like, you know, yeah. something that happened to you that day that really touched you, you know, um, mm -hmm. I would practice maybe your storytelling. And what mm -hmm. I, a really good exercise to do is you could do it in the form of video, like video yourself telling stories and play it back for yourself and see mm -hmm. how you view you, you know, and I would start out your story with something like, you know, today I felt such and such today. I felt passionate. The other, you know, I was da 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 da, and like tell a story and use as many feeling words as you can, and see mm -hmm. if you met you, would you would you really get like like a strong sense of you and like feel that deeper connection with yourself? I know it sounds weird, but I think you might see a lot maybe playing back yourself because I'm not there. I'm gonna have to rely on you yeah. to do you. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I think no, absolutely. I see that everything that you're saying is so relevant. Yeah. So, okay. Good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Because I and I think yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was I just think, gonna say I think you hit yeah. the nail on the head with mm -hmm. a lot of people, including myself, thinking that expressing vulnerability and trying to connect with people is usually centered around a negative or a sad feeling. Mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. you really like yeah that I had an aha moment when you said that I was like that is the problem right there <laughs> I've, ah. I've been thinking you know like oh I have to show the the sad hurt side of me and it's no it's the things that get me excited and maternal and yes. cute and like yes that side yes and my yes. my wheels are turning now good I'll give you a really small example I was coaching somebody last week and she had similar things going on, you know, she was so, and she was like a business coach and just really used to, you know, making people feel great, asking good questions. And she wasn't scared to be sexual either. Like, very similar. But mm -hmm. when I, it, we had like an aha moment when this really like good looking gentleman sat down again, she's so charismatic, drew him in right away. They were having a great conversation, but I noticed his body language was getting a little bored and not being mm. like kind of drawn in like he he was kind of there and like laughing and almost like half there but she was telling a story and I kind of solicited it. I said tell like like a story about what's romantic and she told a story about what women think are romantic and something that happened to her friend but she never told a story about what she felt was romantic Mm -hmm. And I whispered in her ear, use a story about what you think is romantic. I don't want to hear about women. What do you think of what, what gets you? And so like yeah. her eyes got really wide and she started telling a story. She's like, you know, and she used the word I, not you, not other women. She said, you know, what gets me really excited? I da da da. And she told the story and all of a sudden I saw his body language switch. 
he got really drawn <laughs> in his body. He, he drew his body in like, you know, with his stool and all of the sudden there was this vulnerability that happened with her. She just became softer and more real. Mm-hmm. And I could feel him being more connected. And guess what? He then shared something about himself and the, the, conversation moved from the superficial, laughy, charismatic kind of to something that was very heartfelt. And that is something that I think is missing for you. I think that's what's happening with you in the beginning with these alpha males. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. Good. What are you thinking about? What are you feeling? Um, Oh, I'm feeling hopeful. I mean, I've I've known that this was an issue, Mm -hmm. but I guess inside I was scared it was an issue because I was just not the type of woman an alpha male would ever want and that Mm -hmm. the only guys that would want me are these beta guys and you know I've been holding out for the alpha male and all they see me as is you know a a one-night stand um and so this gives me hope that there's a way I can remedy that yeah yes bingo you just you just nailed it you're self-worth has been wrapped up in taking care of others. And you think that that that's the only way that you're going to receive love is if you fall into that role. When mm-hmm. I, th- I think what's happening is that your self-worth, it goes to this, you'll be the sex card because you think that's maybe how it'll happen. Mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. or whatever you're trying, you're trying to figure it out. Right. And so, yeah, I think what you just said, it really is true. And I mean, Maria, you're awesome. And there's so many beautiful things. And, you know, I, I want you to even go into these now, like events that, you know, where the alphas hang out, I would do more of them <laughs> just for practice. I like yeah, go, like, <laughs> right. Like go, like get it out of your head, especially in the state that you're in because you're working on, you know, getting your job and with your mom and all that stuff. I would just make it a mission for the next two or three months. Like don't get ahead of it to just go out there and practice receiving around alpha energy and put yourself in as many situations as you can. Don't, you know, I, I don't go to the, the pubs and the bars and that, like, that's a different crowd Try to push yourself to these like upper level environments, practice receiving, practice emoting, tell stories, get more personal. Don't Mm -hmm. feel like you have to play the sex card in order to get that attention. Know that you have more, right? (laughs) You have way more value than that. Yeah. You're friggin' sexy hot and you're caring and you're talented and, 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 and it's going back to that strength list that you and I came up with way, way long ago. I'd revisit that and, and yeah. like read it every time you go out into these events and know that you're worth it. I'm going to do that. I'm really excited to go do that. Yes. Awesome. Oh my God. I mean, I could go on and on with you. I, it's so I, and maybe we'll have you back, you know, just to hear like, you know, what happened. Cause I'm sure everyone is just dying to know what's going to happen. Recap from the field. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Recap from the field. I love that. That could be another segment. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. I think, um, I am, I am really excited to go try this. Um, I think you, you definitely gave me an aha moment that I think is going to have a lot of impact on how I interact 
and it's going to give me the confidence to give it a shot. And if it doesn't work immediately to keep trying. Um, and I think that's really valuable. And, you know, the tips and tricks you gave me last time, it's, it's all about just tiny changes that change how people perceive you and how you interpret their actions and words that helps you better interact with them and direct that in, you know, the area you want to go. And I've seen it work before. Um, you've made a lasting impression on how I interact with people and, um, you know, it's all been positive. So I'm really excited to see what I can do with this new insight. Oh, I am so, no, I'm super excited for you too. And it was really special to have you on and get reconnected and we'll definitely be in touch. We'll definitely be in touch. Yay. Well, as always, yay. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you're looking to have a breakthrough, just like Maria has, make sure you sign up for a free breakthrough session with me by clicking the link provided in the show description. Have a beautiful day. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.